are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. I show up here to talk to you about all things bookish and to share fiction, nonfiction, and children's book recommendations written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books, too. Let's dive in. This is episode 41, and I'm so glad you're here. You can find the links to all the books and anything else I talk about today on our show notes page, www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show notes dot html. Uh, Welcome back, bookworms. I tried making a Twitter account. Um, We're going to see how it goes. Elon Musk is not my savior, and I definitely still take a lot of issues with a lot of things on social media. Um, Privacy, policies, and data mining, not even the least of my concerns, but um, we're going to give it a try. I added too many people at once after creating it, so my account is now um, temporarily locked and, um, I tried getting them to unlock it and I just got a little form letter saying, um, basically that you can't add that many people at once, um, because it, you know, is against their policy. It, it, it artificially inflates numbers and drives traffic. And obviously that's not really true for what I was doing, but that's fine. Um, so hopefully they'll take care of that soon. I am author SK Bell. I would love to be friends on there, but, um, for now, if you try to add me, it's going to warn you that my account's been flagged for suspicious behavior and ask if you want to continue, but that's all that's going on, so... Anyway, we'll see how it goes. I had a very bookish weekend I wanted to talk to you guys about today. So we kicked it all off with my birthday on Friday, and um, I got a few bookish things. I threw all caution to the wind, y'all, and I ignored my very carefully, intentionally curated reading list, and I skipped the next book, and I picked up the next Karen Kingsbury Baxter Family's book. Um, That's the series I'm slowly making my way through, and I'm just loving it. And I had just finished a book, so I said, you know what, it's my birthday, and I'm going to read what I actually really, really want to read right now. And um, and I did. So um, that was really fun and exciting and different, um, not what I usually do. And it felt great on my birthday, but I have to say now I'm trying to hurry through it because it feels really not great to be <laughs> off my little planned schedule. So um, yeah, that was pretty fun. And then I got a, a few bookish gifts. Uh, my husband got me a different book in that series um, that I hadn't read yet, one of the next ones just to add to my shelf for once I get to that book. So that was good. And my parents got me um, the plant-based air fryer cookbook. I'm really excited about that. I do eat um, what's called whole foods plant-based. I don't I don't eat meat. I don't eat dairy. But I actually um, like to very much avoid oils, like cooking oils. Um, I try to eat those really rarely. And this will be fun because I can have kind of that like fried food sort of texture sometimes, but without um, the oils. So I'm excited for that. And then they also got me the cutest little bookstore themed puzzle. So I'm going to see if I can find it and link to it in the show notes because I think it's really, really cute. And I'm excited to, to do this one. Um, and then Saturday was independent bookstore day. So my family packed up a lunch and we took a little road trip and, um, went to a bookstore we were excited to try out and that did not really pan out. 
So then we went a little further and we went to a Christian bookstore, which ended up being a really awesome thing. So first of all, we got, um, so there's these comic book Bibles and, um, I know it might seem really weird, but I love those. Um, not just for my kids, but for myself, um, sometimes I'll be reading something in my Bible and feel like a little bit lost and not fully understand what exactly I'm reading. And it's so cool to be able to pull out one of these comic books and actually have illustrations to go hand in hand with it and, and kind of go, oh, okay, okay, so that's what that meant or that's what that looked like. Um, anyway, so these are Kingstone and this is, we've talked about a couple before, the Action um, and Epic. Um, these are, I those I recommend more for like middle grade, but this is, this is like teens and adults. Um, it covers a lot more, and as you know, the Bible can be intense at times. The stories can be intense, and so therefore the illustrations that go along with those particular stories um, are intense. So I wouldn't recommend these for your younger kids, but these are really cool. And we also picked up um, a science devotional we'll use for our next school year, so that was fun. But I got a whole bunch of books. They had a clearance section. Um, and so I got a whole bunch of books for a dollar a piece, which is always really exciting. I recently did a blog post on the Blink Young Adult imprint. Um, Blink is not necessarily a Christian imprint. Um, it's just a secular YA imprint that's focused on publishing clean and wholesome young adult reads. Um, their version of clean and wholesome might look different from yours. Um, there's definitely some, uh, a wholesome romance from time to time, but um, they're avoiding the major big issues that are typically seen in young adult fiction. And um, so I'm excited. I, I got a, a few more of those that I had never um, seen or heard of for a dollar a piece. So that was really cool. I'm going to check a bunch of those out. Um, some of these are Christian or written by Christian authors. Um, a lot of them are not, and that's okay too, as long as they're wholesome, then I'll be fine with adding them to our shelves. But um, I'm okay to pay a dollar to try these out um, because I have such a hard time finding good, clean, wholesome books for teenagers um, that it's honestly worth it to me, even if the book doesn't end up working out um, because otherwise I would be paying a lot more than a dollar to find that out. So I got some of those and then I got a few nonfiction books too, of course. I couldn't help myself. Um, so anyway, that was a lot of fun. And then Sunday we had a really cool um, sermon we're starting a series on the end times, and um, I've always been fascinated by that. And, of course, it got me thinking a lot about the rapture. So now I want your book recommendations. Um, do you have any book recommendations that are specifically focused on the rapture, on the end times? Um, I've always liked, um, you know, end-of-the-world fiction, post-apocalyptic um, dystopian fiction. I've always liked all of that. So um, I am definitely very much open to any recommendations you have. I think the only things I've read, if I'm remembering right, are the Left Behind books by um, Jerry B. Jenkins and Tim LaHaye. And I never actually finished that series because I liked the books, um, but I just didn't love it enough to like keep my interest in it. And I moved on, and then it became 
it had been too too long and so I was going to be a little lost and I didn't necessarily want to start over so I just never ended up picking that series back up um, but maybe I should reconsider but if you have a different rapture focused book recommendation I would love to hear about it and give it a try because yeah, now I'm in the mood for that. Um, but after Church Sunday, we got to actually see Sabrina. You all remember her from episode um, 10, I think it was. And then there's she's been on a couple others, and she was on the last episode as well. She recommended the book um, Bo's Cafe. Sabrina and her family are doing this big road trip around the country, and um, Sunday, their stop. Um, we got to see them for a couple hours and she brought that book and passed it on to me and said I should check it out. So, um, the book, the bookish enjoyment continues, but now we are back into a regular week and it's time to, um, get back into all the other things because even though I do love, love, love books and I love talking about books and I've made a dream job for myself out of, um, being a reader and talking about being a reader, but really I'm a whole entire person and there is so much more to my life than books. And I actually only really read for, you know, a couple hours a day. Um, and that includes homeschool. So Really, there's a whole lot more to my life than books, but it's probably hard to see that because books are what I talk about uh, in my online world, but in real life, I love Pilates. I do Pilates almost every day. I love gardening. I love being out in nature, being in the water, and I love sewing and cooking, and I just love a whole lot of other things, so um, try to remember that, that I'm a whole entire real person and not just a bookworm, but I am a bookworm too. Okay, here's a little backstory before our fiction recommendation this week. I grew up in a time and in a place where it was so important for, uh, in my education, for the teachers to teach to the test. So we did a lot, a lot of time on things that were going to be on the standardized state tests, um, lots of different math concepts. Um, different grammar principles, vocabulary words, reading comprehension, but secondary subjects, things that were not as important to those Stanford nines, like certain history, geography, government economics, critical thinking, a lot of that stuff was, um, I mean, we were given an education, but it was real sparse and just kind of glossed over. Um, for example, I remember many times being so frustrated because our history uh, time in class was like 10, 15 minutes long, and then we were supposed to go home and read two or three chapters of this really dry, boring textbook, and after reading those 20, 30 pages, um, we'd come in the next day, and we'd spend like 10 minutes talking about it, and then we'd, you know, okay, now read the next 10 pages, and, and we're going to move on um, for the day. And I just sort of felt like, is this even important? I mean, obviously you guys don't care about it. Um, so um, in middle school, we spent a little more time on it. But still, like a lot of our, I remember a lot of our history, it was like written essay questions and writing papers on it. We were so focused on writing principles, things that were going to be on those tests, that I just overall... Um, didn't have a great history foundation, and that unfortunately is still the case. 
Um, and it's, it's interesting because I love history now. I find it really fascinating. Um, I know that a lot of what I was taught uh, wasn't quite the whole story. Um, there's so much more to history than I ever knew or ever could know. I mean, one single event affects how many people, and therefore each of those people has a different perspective. I think history is really fascinating. So I'm really loving learning about it with my kids through homeschool. And one way I'm helping it to kind of come alive for myself and making it stick is to incorporate fiction to go along with whatever um, nonfiction, although often it's somewhat fictionalized, um, <laughs> concept we're learning about. So I... During our, our study of the Revolutionary War, that was a time period in particular that I felt honestly really ignorant about. And although it doesn't bother me now, and I can freely talk about it, it used to really embarrass and even humiliate me how little I understood about history. And um, the Revolutionary War, for example, felt like this really important, pivotal, crucial part of our country's history that I really should know about and I just didn't really. So I knew I really wanted to make this stick while I was learning about it. And I looked some things up and I found, okay, where's a Christian fiction novel set during this time period? And I came across The Love Letter by Rachel Houck. Now this is a time slip and I knew that was going to be perfect because the contemporary storyline could kind of anchor me in what I did know and keep me feeling kind of secure enough to continue this book because um, previously when I would try historical fiction that took place in a time period I didn't know a whole lot about, I would get like em almost embarrassed even though it was just me and I would quit reading it. So I knew that that would help me, and I feel like it worked just fine. It really paid off well. Now, our contemporary storyline in this novel, we are looking at a, um, a female actress and a male um, screenwriter who kind of ends up becoming an actor in this film. But this screenwriter... He is creating a script based on a letter that exists in his family history. The family doesn't know a ton about it. There's a love letter that's been found that essentially says, I'm an idiot for breaking up with you over this war. Would you ever take me back? Something like that. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. And um, the family has no idea how it all ended, how it all came out in the end. All they know is there's this really cool letter that the whole family is interested in. So we're getting to see his imaginings of how he thinks and would have liked to have seen this story play out in this you know, script. Meanwhile, we're also flip-flopping back and forth. We're going back in time and seeing how it actually played out. And I think that's really cool as well. So um, in that time period, you know, that's where we're in the Revolutionary War and we're seeing this couple. So really this book is written from the perspective of kind of a four different people. We have our Revolutionary War time period, male and female protagonists, and we have our contemporary male and female protagonists. And uh, maybe that sounds like a lot as I'm saying it out loud, but um, in reading it, I genuinely felt like there was no issue there. Of course, it's easy to tell the male and female voices apart, 
But because the time periods were so vastly different and the world looked so different and their situations were so different, I had zero trouble telling them apart. I was never forgetting who who exactly am I reading about right now. There was no issue like that at all. Um, Technically, this is billed as like a romance. And you know I don't love romance stories. Obviously, it's called The Love Letter. So I went into it knowing what to expect in that regard. Um, I feel like if you are a big romance reader, it's enough romance that you're going to really love it. If, like me, you're not necessarily a fan of romance, I think that you'll be able to really still enjoy this one anyway. Um, as long as you go into it knowing it is about a uh, couple. Because... There's so much going on with the production of a movie, with the war itself. There's so much else going on outside of just simply the relationship um, that I think it was it was plenty, I don't know, non-romance for me as well. So if, definitely if that one sounds interesting to you, I would say absolutely give it a shot. That's The Love Letter by Rachel Hauk. And if her name sounds familiar, I've also talked about her um, also time slip, The Wedding Dress. Same author. I really loved that one. Um, I actually loved that one even more than this one. That one is absolutely worth checking out as well. My nonfiction recommendation is one of those kind of weird ones that is um, published by a Christian publishing house, but it's definitely not really a Christian book. Um, this is not a book about faith. It's not a book about this big spiritual journey. It's This is Breaking Cover by Michelle Rigby Assad, and this is really kind of just a memoir of this woman's experience working in the CIA. Okay, so we've all seen movies and, you know, TV shows that kind of talk about like conspiracy theories with the CIA. And I was really excited to deep dive into stuff like that. And um, in a way, I guess it was a little bit disappointing because there was none of that. But it was just really cool to see her experience and um, what it looked like. I'm interested in like police procedurals. I think I've shared before that in college I minored in criminology and criminal justice. So this really fascinates me. I was really interested in this one. Um, I would have loved to have seen more of a spiritual um, side of it since it is a Christian book and that's kind of what I was um, going into it expecting. But um, overall, you know, of course it's still at least a clean and wholesome book. And so as long as you aren't going into it um, really planning to get this incredible spiritual experience, then I think this could still be really enjoyable for any of you who are interested in, um, I guess I would say, the criminal justice side of things. And for children's, I actually am recommending something that kind of works um, on multiple levels. So I have the Young Reader's Edition of this book, which is essentially the middle grade version. But there's also a full-length adult version, and there's a, even a picture book. And I haven't checked either of those out. But this middle grade book I really loved is My Name is Tani. And the subtitle is, And I Believe in Miracles. I have the Young Readers Edition, and I'm going to really try hard here to say this author's name. Um, but uh, this is an African name, and I am really going to ruin this. Uh, Tanitolua Adewumi. So, of course, this will be <laughs> linked in the show notes if you want um, to know how in the world to spell whatever sounds I just made and I apologize to the author because I'm sure that was 
a major um, butchering of his name. But um, this is just such a really great story. I actually was interested because my kids are really into chess. And right on the cover, we have a picture of a young boy playing chess. And so Tani is... Um, this uh, young man, I believe he was eight or nine when the story began, grew up in Africa. That's where he had lived all his life. And his family was suddenly really under attack. They were being targeted because his father refused to um, uh, let go of his moral compass. Some things that he knew were wrong and did not believe in as a Christian man. He refused to buckle to that and therefore he and his family were suddenly under attack. And um, right from the get-go, Tawny starts talking about all these miracles and like the fact that their family was protected from that, the fact that they were able to escape to America. Um, and then this is their story of what it was like to be refugees here and to, you know, experience the culture shock and to try and and um, assimilate while at the same time they are all just so grateful for God's protection and his love. Um, they have this really beautiful spirit of gratitude and um, I very much appreciated that. Um, the story here is that Tani uh, of course learned to play chess when he came to America and um, he became really, really good. He became a chess champion at a very young age, and that's how his story kind of made headlines. Um, this is just overall a really good feel-good book. It was inspiring, and it was touching and moving, and I think I was really happy the whole time I was reading it, um, at least the vast majority of the time that I was reading it. So, Again, this one's middle grade, but there is a grown-up version. So if today's nonfiction didn't really suit your taste, maybe just maybe the grown-up version of this nonfiction uh, might suit your tastes a little bit better. That is our show today, Bookworms. Thank you, as always, for being here and thank this week, I want to encourage you to be like Tani and his family and to believe in miracles and to focus on gratitude. I know that sometimes life gets really hard or scary or dark or sad or infuriating, and I absolutely believe in your right to be sad and to be upset and to lament during those times. Um, there's a reason there's an entire book in the Bible called Lamentations that is filled with lamenting because I believe that you're allowed to feel your feelings and in fact that you should feel your feelings it's really important to not stuff that stuff down we could talk about that more some other time but I think it's really important to respect what's going on and um, have a healthy appreciation for when things are tough but to also still be able to hold uh, gratitude in your heart to be able to even during those not so great times to be able to believe in God's goodness to know that he will not leave you he will not forsake you to trust that he works all things for the good of those who love him and that even though he may not intentionally cause you harm right because his plans are for you and not against you his plans are to prosper you and not to harm you they're to bring you a hope and a future so even though I don't believe that he intentionally harms you I do believe that when you are harmed because of someone else's free will, that he will do good things behind the scenes, that he loves you and he will comfort you and bring you goodness 
um, in spite of what's going on in your life. So I want to encourage you this week. If things are good, great. I'm so glad for that. And I want to encourage you to store up gratitude right now. And if things are not so good, I'm sorry for that. And I am praying for you. I'm praying for you guys all the time, but I'm especially praying for things like that. And I want to encourage you to be kind, be gentle to yourself, but also to, um, hold that gratitude in your heart and to be able to look for the little pockets of beauty and goodness and grace and light that he's tucking into and weaving in and around um, whatever situations you are going through in your life this week. I can't wait to talk to you on the next episode, but in the meantime, you can always connect with me online through my blog, authorskbell.com. You can also find me on YouTube. My channel is The Christian Bookworm. I am trying to put up at least one video each week, just short little videos, Um, but some weeks I will try to do more than that. So um, if you want to find me on there, you can subscribe, and um, you can also follow me on Goodreads, where I am. SK Bell and I just post fun or pin fun bookish things on Pinterest where I am author SK Bell and as I said I am trying out Twitter at the moment it's not really working but I'm going to be giving it a try for a while hopefully things will be good and it'll stick but you can find me on there author SK Bell I think that's about it bookworms I will be praying for you I hope you have a great day today, and I hope that at some point involves you curling up with a good book. See you next time.